This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 77. Today, we hear about Bigfoot. And hello and welcome everybody to another episode, episode number 77 of the Visit the Zoo podcast. And I am your host, author Frederick Fishman, and I'm the author of the 12 book, 120 animal Visit the Zoo series of Kindle books and print books and audio books and the DVD. And I also want to announce that we're going to have a brand new subscription website and I'm going to call it Animal Central. And it's coming soon. And if you want a preview of everything that's going to be on that all-inclusive website, all about animals, a place to learn about animals and hear about animals, see video, audio clips, content, why don't you go to this new landing site that I have put together. And it's called AnimalsCentral.net. And that's plural, animals, AnimalsCentral.net. And if you want to take a look at our merchandise and all of our gear that we sell here at zooswear.com, go to that site. Again, that's zooswear, Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R.com. Okay, let's get started. And this is our news segment where I read a news story story, and I let you know about the curated content that we put together for you of uh, animal stories that you can take a look at on your own. But first, let's read this one story, and this is from Popular Science. This is fascinating. And the title of the story is The Fastest Animal for Its Body Size Probably Isn't What You Expect. And this was printed yesterday online, again, for Popular Science. The question is, what's the fastest animal on Earth? Well, it depends upon how you define quickness. By simple miles per hour, classic megafauna-like cheetahs dominate the leaderboard. But if we measure velocity by body lengths and animal travels per second, those quick cats have some competition. This race of proportions allows contenders from all the animal kingdoms to go for the gold. And here's just a few of the cross-section of critters that achieve those top speeds. First of all, there's the common squid. And they get around by jet propulsion, by shooting water in one end and out the other. And this cephalopod shoots through the ocean like a tentacled jet. It sucks water into a chamber in its 8-inch long cone-shaped body, then contracts its muscles to push the liquid through a narrow funnel-shaped organ near its head. The flow blasts in one direction, launching the adult squid, like a jet engine, really, launching the adult squid's gelatinous form the opposite way at about 10 body lengths per second. Second, there's the cheetah. Famous for its sheer giddy-up, these spotted cats with flexible spines give their limbs a wide range of motion. The stretch maximizes the stride and allows acceleration from 0 to 60 miles per hour in 3 seconds. Hind legs, dense with fast twitch fibers, a powerful type of muscle, enable 70 mile per hour bursts, but factor in the body size and they fall behind at 23 lengths per second. And then, of course, there's the hummingbird that we see darting around our trees and flowers these days. Hummingbirds pump their wings in a figure eight pattern so quickly that humans only see a blur. 
to impress the ladies, the four-inch-long male Anna's hummingbird accelerate faster than any other vertebrate relative to body size, including fighter jets. Suitors fly at 385 body lengths per second during their customary courtship dive all powered by outsized pecs. And this latest creature is a copepod. And where there is water, there are copepods serenely floating. In times of crisis, the torpedo-shaped one-millimeter crustacean can accelerate at 500 body lengths per second. Two kinds of limbs, some vibrating oars for swimming and some stronger legs for jumping, allow the creature to blast over 20 inches, perfect for escaping a fish's gaping jaws. I have a chart that also describes some of these animals. The gorilla moves at about 5.2 body lengths per second. Squid, 10 body lengths per second. The yellow garden spider at 14.96 body lengths per second. Cheetah, 22.67. And going up the scale, the snowshoe hare can run at 35.77 body lengths per second. The mite, this is amazing, that it can move at 192.4 body lengths per second. I just told you about, again, the hummingbird, the Anna's hummingbird at 385 body lengths and the sopapod at 500 body lengths per second. Now, again, this week we have five full stories that you can read on your own. And this is the curated content list of the five stories that I put together for you that you can find either in the podcast blog at vtzlife.com. Again, vtzlife.com or by going to our main host for this podcast is zoo animals it's plural zooanimals.info and there you will see the five links that go to these stories first story is encountering baby wild animals the second story is the fastest animal body size probably isn't what you expect that's the story we just read but i want you to see that chart that i read off to you so check that out and the third story is link link circus explores deep connection between animals and humans and he's, here's two stories that one make a point and the other make a counterpoint. First story of this type is animal research is essential to search for cures. And the counterpoint to that story is experiments on animals are indefensible ethically and scientifically. So you can read both of those stories for points of view, again, by going to vtzlife.com or by going to our host website at zoo animals.info Bigfoot, Yeti, Sasquatch, the abdominal snowman. It's the mystery creature of the forest. The high desolate mountains that that deep at night cry that you hear when you're out to scare you off or just to scare you. Now here is supposed to be an authentic recording made many years ago of what this animal, if it exists, sounds like.
I mean, can you imagine you're laying in your tent and you hear that at night? Oh, my goodness. Well, it's supposed, again, an upright, walking, ape-like creature that exists, perhaps, in small, desolate locations around the world. A majority of scientists discount its existence, but there is a small, hardcore group of scientists that say it exists. Let's just go with the believers for a moment while we explore this animal. It stands six to nine feet tall, and it's covered in dark brown or reddish hair. And it imprints enormous footprints that are two feet long and some eight inches wide. The history of sightings goes back hundreds of years from explorers and from native peoples. The sounds, the prints, the sightings all suggest that they are bears, upright standing bears, or an unknown human-like species of bears. Some suggest it's a rare, hidden Gigantopithecus, long extinct. The fur little scatters of it have been found, and of course the possible human sightings, some on film over the last couple hundred years, they've been portrayed in books and films and TV stories, seen in the imaginations of many humans. In 2013, ZooBank, a non-governmental organization recognized by zoologists, assigned the name Homo sapien cognatus as a first step toward recognition that Bigfoot or Sasquatch does exist. But other organizations say there is not enough evidence there to investigate it any further. But until a dead carcass is found or a 4K video up close and personal is produced or a live specimen is captured, the Bigfoot myth will be just that, a creepy, ominous, scary sound at night. attention. Now we're going to read a poem as we come to the end of this episode of the Visit the Zoo podcast. And this is um, a poem that's called The Camel is a Wise Animal. And it's a poem by Rick S. Bastasa. We are never quite immediately aware of what we know deep in our bones and consciousness. It creeps slowly into little clues, details that finally come to mind. And in the considering of the jigsaw puzzle, premonitions that had escaped us but now reveal their colors in the borders of the whole image, how we languish between them. And when the truth arrives with us, clutching at falsehoods in trick roots of the mind, not knowing a falseness can be just as soon in another light can seem to be the truth. But with all the frazzling of nerves and worry and dementia and discontent, one should realize it is a waste of time deciding what is true and not although with most thinking of beings 
it is not possible to escape that we do so love to worry about ourselves, scared stiff at being outwitted, being laughed at for being such quickly gentle fools of our imagination, and the fantasies we fill our empty lives with. Even my laughter scares me sometimes, like it emanates from some deep euphoric cave, some ancient time complete with mythical dragons. Meanwhile, desert-wise, like a cloud, the camel floats. And that is a wrap for this episode number 77 of the Visit the Zoo podcast. I want to thank you very much for joining me today. As always, please subscribe, rate, and review, especially if you listen on iTunes. We are on 15 plus different podcast directories, by the way. And check out our merchandise again at zooswear.com. That's Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R.com. There are links to four separate stores. Check out the teaser and explainer website, as I call it, that describes a little bit about what we're going to be doing with Animal Central, an all-inclusive information, audio, video, text, website, and a lot of other goodies we're going to add in there. Again, that'll be at animalscentral.net. That's animalscentral.net. Brand new site. I just put it up yesterday, as a matter of fact. Again, animalscentral.net. Net. And again, thank you very much for joining me. Please stop by next week where we'll do another episode of the Visit the Zoo podcast. Take care. Bye for now.